This Monday night football prop bets and week 11 recap edition of the sports gambling podcast is presented by mybookie.ag. The mybookie.ag turkey free play is back this Thanksgiving. That's right, up to a $250 free bet on the Texans versus Lions exclusively at mybookie.ag. Promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay per head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. This is Jerry Glanville, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner picks Ryan real money Kramer. It's happening. Kramer dog. Oh, what a bleeping day. Tough, tough, tough day in the office, Sean. If I don't say my say so myself, uh, I got my ass kicked by a, a tight end <laughs> playing quarterback. Oh man. That who, was who enjoys a good soak. Sean, what am I going to do? Yeah. Taysom Hill. We handicapped the game as if Jameis was starting. Got all excited to, to throw him in your DFS lineup, and then the news comes that Taysom Hill's going to be the starter. Uh, don't think anything of it. What could he really do? God, and that game especially. Like, I, I guess I'm not surprised that Sean Payton could figure out something for that offense. I, I was just more surprised that Atlanta, especially with Marshawn Lattimore being out, couldn't do more with the on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and and the the very evident thing was a missed some chances early in the game. B, holy shit! I mean the 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 the, the game was one in the trenches, and it really didn't matter who the quarterback was. The defensive and offensive line just beat him up. Matt yeah, Ryan looked really, really pedestrian, real real bitch. Real, yeah. I mean, looked a lot like the private school pussy he is, <laughs> which is why Sean. I don't know if you have a drink in front of you, but I, I do. Uh, cheers. Yes. Salud. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I'm wearing a, a goddamn roughnecks sweatshirt. Probably one of the few people wearing a roughneck sweatshirt today on this fine Sunday, and I didn't wager on P.J. Walker and the Carolina. P.J. Walker, a bright spot, and uh, we'll get to it. But before we start recapping Week 11, we're going to get into everything that went right and went wrong in Week 11. Want to give a shout out to mybookie.ag. That's right, the Turkey Day free play is back this Thanksgiving. 250 up to 250 dollar bet on the Texans versus the Lions. It works out great. the The early game for Thanksgiving, regardless of whether you win or lose, you win. Because if you pick the the team right, let's say the Texans or the Lions, they cover, and then uh, you, you're good. If you get it wrong, you're credited uh, whatever you bet as a free play one x rollover. Mybookie.ag promo code SGP. 
use that promo code and uh, get yourself a 50% deposit bonus. But really get in on that Turkey day free play. That is a uh, Thanksgiving tradition. Unlike any other. Okay. Ryan rapid fire getting through these <laughs> games. Uh, yes, please. Some I want to talk about more than others. Seahawks 28 Cardinals 21. We had the Seahawks played them in the uh, circa our only pick right so far in the circuit contest, but uh, Seattle dangerous, a pretty, uh, pretty good game by Seattle, a little back and forth affair. And I'll say this Cardinals played pretty good. This was just such a tough spot coming off that crazy Deandre Hopkins, Hale Murray. Like they really just never had a shot. Seattle let them stay around the game, but eventually uh, they covered and won. And it, it, I think the trend, I, I almost said something to you before the weekend, but I, I'm not really liking my performance when I hit on Thursday night. And yeah. I saw that I was one and oh going to the weekend. It's like, God damn it, <laughs> this hasn't gone well. And it's like, ah, well, your lock is going against the tight end play. He's the coach's son. Like, what, what could possibly go? What a fucking weekend. Well, speaking of what a fucking weekend, Cleveland Browns 22, Philadelphia Eagles 17. Ryan, I nailed it. I picked the Browns. You trying to jinx the Eagles, <laughs> pick the Eagles. So you accomplished well, your mission. Well worth it, Sean. Well worth it. And uh, we basically witnessed the end of the Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz era, a complete collapse uh, of the franchise and the team. Uh, uh, kudos to the Browns for keeping keep figuring out a way to win these ugly, ugly games. But uh, I, I don't, I, I would be shocked if they won a playoff game right now. I mean, they still have to fight to get into the playoffs, but they don't, they don't strike me as a good team. Miles Sanders fumbles on the goal line. Eagles blew a bunch of opportunities. And really this offense is just complete fucking dog shit. There's it. it you can try and analyze it. There's really not much to say. Wentz has had his struggles. Uh, the team has had their struggles. Really, it, at the end of the day, you can criticize a lot of people, but it is Doug Peterson. He is the head coach. He has to go. I'm for starting Jalen Hurts at this point. And uh, I mean, there's not much else to say, even though they are the first place Philadelphia Eagles, Ryan. So you're still looking up at us. God bless Howie Roseman. He knew it was coming. And uh, get involved in the conversation. Follow us on Twitter at Gambling Podcast. Put out a poll earlier, Sean. Who has to go first? Carson, Doug, or all of the above? Currently, with forty-two point six percent of the vote, all of the above is winning. So, uh, people asking for the, the the house to be completely cleansed. I look as we watch this game. I mean, as someone who in the FFPC for a lot of fucking money needed to outscore a team by twenty-one points today and had Cleveland defense, I was very pleased. And Sean, last thing I'll leave you with: little neato fact here. Other than the Atlanta Falcons, every other team in the NFC has a better record than every team in the NFC East, who, by the <laughs> way, all within a half game of one another. So, holy shit. Hold Tell on for the ride. The tie is going to be crucial. <laughs> that is a crucial tie over uh, the Bengals. Speaking of the Falcons, nine points. Again, these teams coming off the bye, unless the Dallas Cowboys look like complete dog shit. New Orleans, 24. Uh, man. You know, New Orleans was the right side here. Certainly, Atlanta had their opportunities, especially early, to get some touchdowns. Couldn't get it going. I, I don't know why Julio Jones didn't have a bigger game. I don't know why Calvin Ridley didn't have a bigger game. Uh, they they really should have done more. But you're right. I mean, they just got out physical, pushed around. 
And again, teams coming off a of bye just didn't look good. We got to lean into that trend. We were both on the Falcons here, and they just laid an egg. Uh, Alvin Kamara first touchdown against the Falcons in his career in this game. Again, no time for Matt Ryan to pass, and it, it was almost like, as much as I don't want to give Sean Payton any sort of compliment today, it was <laughs> it was like he made some halftime adjustments, and maybe the Falcons didn't. No, and and he, you know, kudos to him for putting that team together, and and they really played well. I mean, uh, I don't know, Atlanta sucks, but I thought this was just kind of the perfect spot for them, and, and decent matchups as well. Uh, but I really was, honestly, when we picked this game, handicapping yeah, some Jameis Winston t- uh, turnovers in my analysis of this game. <laughs> I mean, we did the pregame periscope, and I was still on the Falcons, admittedly. But we also uh, someone asked uh, Alvin Kamara anytime touchdown. Would you bet it? And I, I think we both said yes, oh, assuming no. it assuming it was over plus two hundred, which I uh, which uh, the guy said it was. So, yeah. Carolina Panthers twenty, Detroit Lions zero. I was on the Panthers here. Should have been my lock. I love the Panthers here. Love the idea of PJ Walker uh, taking care of business against the Lions, and he looked pretty good. He did throw, I think, one if not two t- uh, interceptions in the end zone. So if those go for touchdowns instead, and he also got stopped at the one on a rushing touchdown, so there certainly was an alternate universe where he he gets a couple of those plays to break right and really goes off. Although Robbie Anderson didn't have the game, I thought he would. The Temple connection not quite there, but again, it was it was partly a a, a bet on the continuity that the Panthers had. But really, a bet against the Lions coming off a win. Stafford banged up on the road, missing a bunch of guys. They, yeah, this the Lions. I, I don't know if you saw the picture again posted over at, at Gambling Podcast, but I had I, I I tried something new out today where I I took one of the four TVs, Sean, and I broke it up into four TVs. So we had all eight games on, uh, plus the red zone. So it, it was uh, it was delightful. I got to watch a little of that game, which turned out. Regretfully, watch too much of that game. This Lions team is trash. It's funny because when I watch these Matt Rule teams play, this Carolina team play, it's like, God damn, this dude must be a good coach because these guys are all playing hard. Like they're they're definitely not a good team, but they were playing yeah. much harder than the, the the Detroit Lions. And and other thing I'll say, Stafford definitely more hurt. Like maybe this is one of those situations where. You maybe sit him down because clearly, clearly he's banged up. You you saw it. He was favoring his hand ridiculously, and uh, yeah, zero points against the Panthers is not acceptable. Houston Texans twenty seven, Patriots twenty, and uh, we were both on the Texans here. Everyone was loving the Patriots. They got uh kind of blindsided by that Sunday night win against the Ravens, and uh, I mean, again, this Houston team not great, but this was just kind of the perfect matchup for them. They would be able to pass on the Patriots' uh, defense, and yeah, they just kind of outplayed them. I, I, Cam Newton didn't look amazing, but again, Cam Newton isn't amazing. They were on the road, and this this Patriots team, as much as people thought they figured it out against the Ravens, they're just not a playoff team. Yeah, and how the mighty have fallen. Bill Belichick falls to Romeo Cornell. I mean, this this is like this is like the bad ending <laughs> to like Rocky Eight. Like we we didn't need to go that far into your life, Brock. Uh, Bill Belichick not going to make the playoffs. Bill Belichick uh, looking like the less important member of, of the duo. Perhaps he was Robin to Tom Brady's Batman. <laughs> and 
Oh man. When are we going to tell Colby his Patriots to win the AFC East is not a good bet. Cause he, he keeps bringing that up. Like I got it before they signed Cam Newton, <laughs> not looking like a great bet right now. Jaguars three Steelers 27. Uh, we, we both had the Jags thought it was a look ahead spot for the Steelers. Maybe getting a little cute here. Uh, I don't know. They were kind of hanging around. The number was so big, 10, 10 and a half. But uh, yeah, Pittsburgh just kind of kicked their ass. Yeah, not not much to add here. It was it was frisky for long enough for me to be to long enough for me to say out loud. Wow, so we, we were just so on this one. Tomlin just doesn't do well <laughs> in these spots. And next thing you know, like the game, like Jacksonville completely paused, and Pittsburgh just kept moving forward. So yeah, definitely at one point in the game, I was kicking myself for not betting the Jaguars. So I'll say, you know, yeah, for the pick, I'll I'll <laughs> say it had that going for it. At some point, there was there was a moment where I was regretting not betting that side, which ultimately proved out to be the wrong side. But the fact that I wanted to bet it or, or regretted not betting it, you know, shows it was in the mix there for a while. Ryan had an amazing dinner today. Oh, I had a uh, congratulations. Thank you. I had a calzone mm. with uh, Wagyu meatballs in the middle. Ah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, that sounds delicious, but also like, w- why are you putting Wagyu in a calzone? <laughs> oh, because it's this wasn't your this wasn't your run of the mill Guinea place that you would go to, right? Oh, wow. This was a this was a fancy Italian restaurant that did like a you know like a fancy Italian restaurant calzone, and when you throw Wagyu meatballs in there, oh. it was it was one of the best things I've eaten in a long time. Also had some oysters. Oh wow! In the half shell, drink about a bottle of wine. Feeling pretty good. Well, we better get through this podcast quickly. I know you have plans later after eating those oysters. <laughs> Does put a little lead in your pencil, as my dad's told me many a time. <laughs> and by but the we- way, Sean, we need to. I think we need to start doing it because I think we're far enough into an undefeated campaign. Uh, do we have to discuss how the the Miami Dolphins have not popped champagne yet? <laughs> Every oh. week now, every week when yeah. they win, Steelers hanging around. Washington football team twenty, Bengals nine. We were both on the WFTs here. Again, super ugly game. Uh, what 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 are the takeaways there? Well, uh, the biggest stories, of course, Joe Burrow blew out his ACL. That's a shame. Kids seem like a you know we'd love a lot of love for Stogie Joe. Over there, and uh, uh, just brutal, t- brutal blow for Bengals fans because you're, you're like, finally, we have a franchise quarterback. Then he blows out his ACL. I know what that's like. He'll never be the same. Don't kid yourself. Maybe a backup quarterback will lead you to the Super Bowl, but it'll never be the same. So I feel bad for the Bengals uh, fans there. Yeah. And uh, again, this is just that ugly game that we thought was a good spot for the football team. Yeah, and just in time for the Bengals to have the Giants on deck, Sean. By the way, so I, the broadcast was really quick to not show it, not even show too many close-ups of it, and so finally I was like, "Well, I, I gotta, I gotta look it up and see what happened." And 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 I watched it. It was it was pretty horrible. Like you see a knee pop in and out, and uh, I go, uh, I go, Decker, you want to see it? And he goes, "Of course I do. I see them all." <laughs> like referring to injuries, bad injuries, and I was like, oh, "Okay, here you go." And it was I, it, it struck me as a as an odd response to seeing someone else in pain, you know. So it's uh, Decker's a uh, Decker's an interesting character. A on a lot of levels. He likes pain. <laughs> By the way, Herbert 
if you didn't watch the, the if you didn't catch some of the thriller that was uh, Jets Chargers, uh, which we'll get to later. Holy shit, Herbert is is fucking good at playing quarterback. Titans thirty, Ravens twenty four. Kramer, you had the Titans as your uh, money line dog. Nice call there. Get got a little crazy there. Went to overtime. Nice back and forth game here. But uh, Ravens just again. I I don't think either of us were high on the Ravens coming into the season. They've just kind of fallen apart. Yeah, uh, it does seem like Greg Roman and the Ravens offense trouble adjusting in the defense. Uh, Clay's Campbell not there. Uh, what was the other run stopper? He wasn't there. I, I they're just defense isn't the same either. Also, another game where one team made better adjustments, and it happened to be Vrabel. And who knew the guy who was threatening to cut his dick off would also be a <laughs> a better in game tactician? Look, motivator. I I, I um it, it, that that is a fucking physical team. Cause Baltimore was pissed. Like that was a chippy game. And Baltimore was like, fuck you guys. You guys ruined our great season last year. This is a worse version of that same team. And uh, Sean, I, I gotta be honest. Uh, it, I had a horrible weekend betting and, and I'm stuck in, in neutral when it comes to the overall picks. I feel like I'm going 500 every week, the past couple of weeks, but uh, saving grace. I did parlay my college football dog and my NFL dog this week, which was a nice payday considering both were well north of plus 200. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Dolphins 13, Broncos 20. Again, another pretty ugly game. I, I thought I thought the Dolphins defense would play good and, and slow down the Broncos offense. They did to a degree, but Tua just, man, he looked garbage. Ended up getting pulled for Fitz Magic. And we almost saw some Fitz magic. Well, Melvin Gordon fumbled on the one yard line. Uh, you know, they're down seven. Dolphins get it, drive all the way down to the field, and then Fitz magic, you know, being the uh, just trying to jam it in there, uh, throws an interception. But they were certainly in the mix for a miraculous comeback and possibly cover in overtime. But a pretty ugly game here as well. Well, and and I, I regretfully, I, I would like to just formally apologize to the closure eye special for not believing in it. Denver, of course, was a closure eye special. Uh, Tua was hurt, uh, Sean. For the record, uh, he 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 got banged up on a, a tackle where it it looked like his hip, it looked like he could have damaged his hip. It did not look good, and and, and he looked okay on the sideline. But the second I saw Fitzpatrick come, come in the game, I ran. Uh, over to my bookie, I bet it live pl- right around plus four hundred. So I had a nice, uh, juicy sweat in that one, all the <laughs> way down to the wire. Well, this game it wasn't much of a sweat, at least uh, when it comes to who was going to win. But the spread, how about those Jets? We were both on the Jets getting eight and a half points because the Chargers only play one score games. <laughs> this time they won thirty four to twenty eight. Took the intentional safety at the end, but either way. Jets plus eight and a half felt like just a solid bet. Well, and certainly that two points at the end mattered. And I saw some tweets come in because you might have taken a seven and a half at some point in the week. It's true. And that would have been a very tough way to end this game. Uh, hilariously, one of the reasons this game came down to it was that, uh, which, by the way, super fan Justin Decker was just getting hilarious. He, his DFS lineup, 
had a, a double stack of Herbert with Allen and Henry. He was just oh. having a delicious day. He was he was getting to that point where he's counting receptions. He's like what <laughs> like he's looking up the record for catches in a in a single game cuz Keenan <laughs> Allen is just involved early and often. And you come to the end of the game and it, it seemed like Anthony Lynn was trying to get him the record or at least get him more catches cuz they're inexplicably passing the ball instead of trying to run the clock out and I'm sitting there and you know Justin is is rooting for this because it helps his DFS lineup which by the way he came short by like a couple points classic Chargers uh, a loss for him and uh it came down to that situation where it appeared like they were passing the ball to to give him stats when the game was still an 8 point game uh, what a shit show! My big takeaway from this game is Herbert has a fucking cannon. Like, yeah. if, there, if there's one thing you can throw it. outside of just being absolute sim gods and creating sport when there was no sport, <laughs> we stumbled in to Herbert, who in the college football video game simulation tournament we did for whatever reason he had ridiculous like Lou Ferrigno arms, especially around the bicep area. So we create. We said he had a lot of arm talent. Next thing you know, he comes into the NFL, and and I, at this point, Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, maybe I, I don't know if there's anyone else with a stronger arm. Josh no, Allen, it's maybe it, it's like it's some it, of those well, throws. But, but Josh Allen, part of his thing is that it's the accuracy. But Herbert has a dart, man. That like, touchdown it, it, to Allen, where yeah. he slung it in, the, and it's like Allen didn't even have to do anything; it just hit him, and he just had to not let it bounce off of him. I, I mean, it. it God, like I didn't see this coming. He is a really fucking good quarterback, and they're three and seven, which is fucking crazy. Indianapolis Colts thirty-four, Packers thirty-one. I had the Packers. You had the Colts. I hope you're happy, Ryan, because the the Packers. I don't know how they lost this game. They they got up big early. Colts kind of get back into it, get back into it. Then they get the ball yeah. back late. They're down. A Rod, as I call him, drives him down, throws up this bomb to Scantling. He catches it. MBS catches it, and they're they're in field goal range, and they're driving down. They have a third down, right at like, you know, third and goal. Don't get it. Kick the field goal, tie it, go to OT. They get the ball. Great. Okay, we're ready to go. And then, fucking uh, Valdez Scantling, the hero from earlier, fumbles. You know they're on their own thirty, fumbles the ball, and then the Colts just run two, uh, you know, three running plays, and then kick the field goal. Oh man, what a what a way to lose this uh, Packers plus two. I mean, growing up, I, I remember being uh, having my uncle explain to me uh, what it what it's like, uh, what a Jets fan's like, and it's just it's <laughs> someone who just loses. And yeah, I, I don't know uh, the Colts. Valdez Scantling is clearly someone with mental demons and you can tell, I don't know if it's sexual or if it's just football, but there's something going on <laughs> between a rod and MVS and it, it, he's in his own head and maybe he just needs to go to another team because this isn't going to get remediated, but uh, he, he had that bomb. He looked he great, but, but still now this reset everything. It's like a relapse, right? He's the alcoholic. He'd gone two years and now he just had a fucking big, tall glass of whiskey. And he's back to square one. But I'll, I'll tell you not another. Uh, I had I had a nice. Uh, I lost a lot of money today, Sean. So during the late games, I did a lot of degenerate things to, and I did chip away at back. Uh, some of the highlights: having Colts plus seven and a half in game, and Colts plus two fifty in game. Also, that was a nice sweat. That one came out nice for me. Wow. 
Minnesota Vikings 28, Cowboys 31. Jesus fucking Christ, Kirk Cousins. Well, we're living in this world, yeah. Ryan, in 2020, where Kirk Cousins is winning Monday night football games and Andy Reid not <laughs> covering after a bye. Yeah. You know, as gamblers, it the shit's tough enough, but then they you know, you have a couple old reliable things that you you hang your hat on. Not in 2020. One is that the Cowboys suck and they, I swear to God, they still suck. I don't know why it's so weird because, and it similar, a lot of ways to this chiefs game, but Minnesota could move up and down the field so easily. And I guess, I guess the rest disparity really matters because Minnesota is not a good team. And, and maybe that's really what it was, but I mean, Justin Jefferson had a huge game. Thielen had a good game. Like they were able to move the ball all over the the Cowboys, and then still lose by three points. Insane. So fun, uh, fun de- degenerate anecdote from this game. Uh, sometime around the third quarter, I was like, Jesus Christ! Like the Cowboys might actually do this. I'm gonna, I, I I'm gonna be in a dig- deeper hole. I have all this money tied to Minnesota minus one and teasers. So I hop over into DraftKings and uh, I start playing the flash draft, Sean, which by the <laughs> way, super fun. You should check them out. Really easy. You have to make five decisions. Boom. You're done. Uh, so I did a couple, uh, I did a handful of the hundred dollar flash draft for the fourth quarter. Uh, anyway, Sean, I swept, I finished in second, 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 and third uh, cashed about $1,500. So uh, again, Chipping away at the old block, but Jesus, what a bad weekend! Cow- and I don't know if you noticed this, Sean. At the end of the game, McCarthy, almost like a bad politician, was trying to celebrate with his players, and it was—you could tell it was this awkward thing. Like he hit a couple <laughs> of them on the chest plate, and another guy, like he kind of got him on the shoulder pad, and you could tell like they weren't trying to celebrate back with him, but he was really excited. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't really know what the takeaway here, other than the NFC East is you hold on, Sean, because this one's going down to the wire. <laughs> Eagles still ride atop the <laughs> NFC East. Oh, fuck you. Hey, don't, don't, don't use that language around I'm the uh, guy who's a part of the NFC East leading team, Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, and Ryan, you messed this up in the, in the scoreboard here. Did I put it back on our sheet. Yes. I'm pretty, you know, I, I had a day. Yeah. Chiefs 35, Raiders 31. The uh, Chiefs were my lock. Man, what a what an annoying ass team because <laughs> you know, it's like a back and, and back and forth game and kudos to the Raiders for for showing up, playing hard like they 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 must have the 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 Chiefs number to some degree. Now, here's what I'll say though. Watching this game so fucking annoying because that last drive, like watching that last drive, you would have swore cuz the Chiefs were uh, or sorry, the Raiders scored late yep. and it was, you know, 31-28. Chiefs get the ball back, you're thinking, "Oh, they're going to drive down, kick a field goal." Uh, like 1:30 left, couple timeouts, maybe one or two. I actually, I actually looked uh, right before the two minute drill started and, and Gruden and Andy Reed had a combined three timeouts. Didn't matter. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes just walks down the field and scores a touchdown. You're yeah. I'm pulling out my hair. If I had any left, where the fuck was this the entire game? Yeah. They made it look so easy. And I, uh, the, the Raiders have to be the only team that played prevent up, l- up 
one score. So what were they doing? They were in soft coverage. The coverage they were playing, like when they uh, when the Chiefs scored, you're like, oh, okay, now they have to kick the onside kick. Like if you were just watching that without knowing the score, you're like, okay, now they got to get the onside kick, and that's why they're the Raiders were just trying to let the clock bleed out. But no, what the hell? And I know we make fun of the analytics people a lot, and <laughs> this is this is the perfect point. Yeah. You analytics people, I'm looking dead into my laptop camera. Nice. You have blood on your hands. You have blood on your hands and you have to suffer the consequences. First, Nick Chubb runs out at the one yard line because com- a computer told him to do it, because math told him to do it. Also, the fucking Browns, I when Chubb ran out and and we got screwed by that minus three or the three and a half, it, I don't know why I didn't remember it until just now, but also they screwed us when they beat the Bengals and missed that at fucking extra point to cover that spread. So Browns, you're really on the list. Now the other thing is Soren's so Carr, they're you know they're down now. Yeah. He's going to try and make a run to to win the game. You know he's going to fuck this up. You know he's going to throw an interception. Does he throw an interception? Yes. Yes. Does Sorensen have room to run? Yes. Does he lay down? Like a bitch because he know he can run the clock out and cost us the money. Yes, what? Are, I mean, Ryan. I feel like three years ago, before the NFL players became aware yeah. of math, he would have tried to score a touchdown. Uh, the win expectancy. I mean, we'll put it up there on the Mount Rushmore with Kanye in terms of things ruining our society. Uh, look, look, Sean. <laughs> uh, another uh, kind of funny thing that happened in this game. Do you remember uh, back in the uh, when the Giants upset the Patriots, who were undefeated, and Junior Seau? They have that Junior Seau and Teddy Bruschi have that moment of embrace after Tom Brady has led them down the field for the go-ahead touchdown before Eli wins it. There was there was a moment with Jason Witten in this game, just like that, and then watching him lose with like (laughs) the eye black, like like dripping down his face was just this beautiful moment of just a I remembered looking at that face and in that moment I was like boy you are a real fuck boy Jason Witten. Like, Jesus. Anyway. Well and I and I tweeted it out uh that I'm used to Jason Witten ruining a primetime game by just announcing it because he really come on dude. Which by the way, we fucked this up dude. We we even know we we called it out on the preview podcast. We even made a promotional clip about it. Andy Reid in Las Vegas, this was yes, new territory. We, uh, the the buffet was the more interesting <laughs> spread to cover. Sean, that's all I have to say. Uh, classic Andy Reid. All right, we're gonna talk Monday Night Football prop bets. But before we do, want to give a shout out to Thrive Fantasy. Of course, Thrive Fantasy, the new player when it comes to DFS, instead of uh, salaries and stuff like that, you just pick your favorite player props over and under for the NFL contest. You get, uh, you know, they give you 20 over unders. You pick your 10 favorite over unders, submit it. And uh, yeah, they got a bunch of options. They've given away over 1.6 million. I'm good for about uh 570 of that. Well, I've given some back, but again, <laughs> thrive fantasy. It's fun to play easy to play. And uh word on the street is they're going to be doing a Special SGP contest only for Thanksgiving. Uh, working on the uh, working on that, but uh, looking like a five dollar entry fee. 
So stay tuned for that. And of course, go to thrivefantasy.com, use our promo code SGP, get a instant deposit match up to 50 bucks. Sign up and prop up today over at thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. All right. Nice work, Sean. Nice work. I was complimenting you. Oh, thank you. Sorry, I was just trying to load up the. the YouTube chat, Ryan, to see oh, um, in what the Sha- what the guys were saying in the live YouTube, and and technically it was it was playing back, so I was trying to mute it. Excuse me, Ryan. I was oh. I was I was appreciating the compliment. It's all right. Shout out to the chat. A lot of guys in there uh, commiserating in our losses. Uh, Johnny Mac pointing out we're not in the same room. Good call there. Uh, <laughs> not not cur- for the record. Not curfew related. So just want to put that out there. No, St- still alphas. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in Colorado. I'll be in uh, New Mexico for Thanksgiving, and then I'll be back in the Los Angeles area. All right, let's talk Monday Night Football props. Bets. Rams, Bucks. I mean, this one does it get any easier than fading Jared Goff on the East Coast? Goff under 24 and a half completions. Uh, him going under 24 and a half completions this season, six and three. And again, him going on the East coast trouble spot for him. No Whitworth. I think that's going to create some pressure, force him to uh, throw some incomplete passes. So under 24 and a half completions for Jared Goff. All right. Well, same, but different. I went under 272 and a half passing yards. Uh, This is a, this defense is going to get after him and, and I'll be, I think if they move the ball, it's going to be on the ground, strangely. And, and honestly, the, the takeaway for me after doing a little bit of prep is this is a game that might be a little lower scoring. So under 272 and a half, I think Jared Goff sucks island is going to have a beautiful, uh, nothing's getting shut down on that island. No curfew, uh, no mass. They're just uh, fornicating like it, like it's no tomorrow. Sean, you must be doing well with the investment portfolio. Oh, it's a great. Great time to own a slice of Jared Goff sucks Island. Mike Evans under four and a half receptions. I know I'm I know I'm all over the bucks, but I think I think uh, Rams put Ramsey on Mike Evans. And I think Antonio Brown, uh, Godwin, you know, even throwing to the running backs, even Scotty Miller getting involved. I do think Cameron Brake gets involved. We got Gronk. I just think it's a target distribution thing, and and I don't see Mike Evans having a huge game. So give me under four and a half here for Mike Evans. So uh, similar angle, I went under fifty five and a half uh, for Mike Evans on the the receiving yards. I, I think there's a lot of guys. I and I also I kind of think Monday Night Football seems like a nice time to demo your brand new toy, not brand new anymore, but Antonio Brown. So. Uh, I would lean that way. I think Mike Evans maybe has a couple key red zone catches, but I don't think he's going to rack up the yards. Yeah, he seems like a situational guy uh, for Brady. Next up, my third prop bet: Ronald Jones under fifty four and a half rushing yards. I mean, he's coming off a a game where he had one hundred ninety two yards. Before that, nine twenty three thirty four. I, I just. Rojo, I don't think he goes off here, and they like getting Fournette involved. I, I don't know, fifty-four and a half. The Rams have a decent run defense. 
I think the I think the Bucks will be able to move it and score, but I think it's going to be more dink and dunk passing. So I'm going I'm going under on the rush yards here for Ronald Jones. And I'm going to get a little frisky uh, on this one. I'm going to say Cameron Brait scores a touchdown and the Bucks win plus five twenty. That's going to be my, my third prop, Sean. Uh, I I just like this guy around the end zone, uh, especially with Tom Brady, with the type of person he likes to throw to in the end zone. So Cameron Brait scores a touchdown and Tampa wins plus five twenty. Wow, Ryan, you must just be reading my mind because I, while we're going to first touchdown here, my first touchdown is Cameron Bray, long shot at plus three thousand, coming off a touchdown uh, against Carolina, three for thirty-one off three targets. Uh, he just seems to be getting involved a little bit more, and you know, and especially we'll get even, we'll talk about it even more in the DJs only, but first touchdown. I think with the Bucks, like their their target share is so split up. I mean, Gronk's a red zone threat. Uh, you know, Mike Evans is a red zone threat. Obviously, uh, Brady sneaking it is a red zone threat or, or a goal line threat. And so there's so many options for first touchdown. Why not take the thirty to one guy? Yeah, and uh, we didn't discuss this ahead of time, but that's also my pick for first touchdown, Sean. So I, I don't know if we're. Uh, we're going down the same path and we just know our guy, Tom Brady, <laughs> okay, I, what a, what a glorious way to start another Monday night game with a juicy Cameron break first. Oh, that would be nice. And then tying it all together. My DJs only play Cameron break to have a hundred receiving yards, which, you know, we'll say in the realm of possibility he did. <laughs> He did have a game five for forty-four uh, in <laughs> Chicago, so okay. again, it, uh, it is a DJ only prop for a reason. High on Cameron Brate in this game, hundred receiving yards and a touchdown, a hundred and thirty-eight to one plus thirteen thousand eight hundred, or you can you can boost it up to plus. Uh, uh, to 141 to one if you tie the Bucks to win. But for me, I know we don't normally like to play it safe with the DJ's only prop bet. But Cameron Braid, 100 receiving yards and a touchdown, 138 to one. That's that's plenty juicy enough to me. I don't need to throw in the Bucks win as well. So while I was very tempted to do Antonio Brown to have 150 receiving yards and two touchdowns at 60 to one. I I went. I was like, you know, that I, I need to go a little bit bigger for the DJs this week, and I came across something that seemed pretty realistic. I know that this involves kind of going against my Jared Goff uh, angle on the under for yards, but let's just say they fall behind and he's slinging the rock around. Who has he been looking for with a ton of targets? I think twenty-seven over the past three weeks. Josh Reynolds, one hundred and twenty yeah. yards and a touchdown. That's it. 120 yards and a touchdown, 87 to one. I, I've been so goddamn close, Sean. This one could come with a good game or a garbage game. So I like how I, I have some opportunities to, no matter what the game script is. So Josh Reynolds, 120 and a touchdown. That's going to pay you 87 to one. That's insane. Feel, feel yeah. free to copy that one, Sean. No, Josh Reynolds has been the target machine. I don't really understand it. Like he hasn't been super efficient, but they keep giving him the looks. And uh, yeah, I mean, who knows what's going on in 
Sean McVay's head, that hairspray probably getting to get into his brain that or the air quality in Los Angeles. Either way, he's, he's killing his brain cells around and, and it's sad. I, I hate to see that. All right. We're going to close things out with a DFS showdown lineup for Monday night football. Before we do I want to shout out ACE per head. Of course, ACE is the place. If you're thinking of starting your own online sports book, now is the time all you got to do is go to aceperhead.com slash SGP aceperhead.com slash S GP sign up over there and you get up to six weeks free of their amazing sports book software. So easy to use, uh, easy to set up and uh, they just take care of you over there. Great customer service for you and your clients. Aceperhead.com slash S G P Kramer. What are you doing? Who's your captain? Uh, you know, I kind of disagree. I almost played the Ronald Jones over prop. I think he does have a decent matchup. I also kind of like the over two catch prop. I think it's a way you can attack this defense because uh, it's certainly not on the perimeter with the receivers. So I'm going to go with Ronald Jones in my captain seat. I know I'm, I'm, I'm chasing steam a little bit, but I do think that's the matchup. And candidly, Sean, I know they keep trying to give it to Fournette, but this is the better guy. So Ronald Jones, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to zig a little bit here. I figured he would be lower, lower owned than say an Antonio Brown. So let's go Ronald Jones, 13,200. Ronald Jones, Ryan. Oh man. I don't know what you're thinking there. My captain, Antonio Brown. Come on. Prime <laughs> time. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, you don't think Tom Brady's going to get his roommate involved in prime time guys roommate. He's living with his son and you uh, know how much he loves his son. Maybe they have a bunk bed so he can just come in and kiss them both. Good night. <laughs> Either way. There's an undeniable connection with Antonio Brown Yeah. Uh, in the captain's chair. I mean, it, it, it's funny because you look at the prop market and I looked at his catch total and it's like really high. But then you look at the DFS market and his price is like way lower compared to what the over under in the prop. So he's 11, seven, even in the captain's chair. Give me Antonio Brown. I have Antonio Brown. I also uh, have Tom Brady in there because I, I'm with you. I think if this is, it feels like the game they're going to debut Antonio Brown. And that's why you know, I'm not going to get mad at you. I know Sean says only one DJ and only play a week, but 60 to one on Antonio Brown to go two touchdowns, 150 yards is, is available if you're into that kind of thing. So, <laughs> but yeah, I also like Tom Brady. I think, and you know, there is a certain aspect to the way Tom Brady's been playing. He's going to show up in this Monday night spot, especially against punk ass Sean McVay, who, by the way, I think was it was the last time they faced each other when they were get, kicking their ass in the Super Bowl. Might have been. Yes. It, it is. So maybe a revenge game for the Rams. But again, you know, people in LA they don't care about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, man, come on. Let's network. I mean, great networking opportunity for the Rams. Tom Brady, of course, in uh, my, one of my flex spots because I think him and Antonio Brown all day. TB12, $11,000. A lot of dink and dunk stuff. Also, I got Cooper Cup, 9200 I don't know. I mean, again, I always struggle figuring out the, the Rams, like the, basically the Ram receiver, who's going to get the easy bullshit, but maybe it's cup here. Uh, I had a lot of cash. So I figured I'm going to play two Rams cup is one of them. He's one of the pricier options at 9,200 where are you at Kramer. Yeah. So uh, I got, I got Ronald Jones, Tom Brady and Antonio Brown. And, and so uh why not? Kind of the same logic you used. I had to play one of the receivers. 
Robert Woods has been kind of down. His, his price point seemed a little low, to be honest with you. So uh, I, I threw Bobby him in, trees. I threw him in there. He, you know, he we've seen he he can get it done. So he, he's a he's a reliable target. So I went Robert Woods, uh, eighty two hundred. Godwin, Chris Godwin, who right. I was super high on coming into the season, still high on. He's been banged up, but you know, it's one of those things like the games he has played, he's averaging 14.5 fantasy points per game. So to me, it's, I don't know, like he's, you know, last game he had six for six for 92, only two touchdowns on the season, but feels like he's healthy. He's getting kind of uh, getting a little bit of a rhythm going. So yeah, Godwin at 8,400 feels like a good deal for me. So yeah, give me Godwin. You know, honestly, when I looked at, uh, when I looked at his prop totals, like 60 yards, it was one of those. I had one of those like reactions, like, ah, yeah, how do you even handicap this? He feels like the classic, like he's going to have a huge game or he's not going to show up at all. Cause they're going to over distribute Sean. My next guy, I'll give you my last buck. I went Cameron Bright, 2200. I snuck him in there to save some money, uh, play another big guy. So I, I did put Bright in there. Hopefully we get the touchdown. It's really going to help out all my investments for Monday night. Yes, I'm also on Cameron Brate coming off a uh, season high 12.1 fantasy points. Again, very cheap, and uh, I don't know. Just get uh, this game gives me Cameron Brate vibes, if that makes sense, Ryan. Yeah, uh, you know, you just need him to score at 2200. You just need him to find the that touchdown that we called out. Uh, last guy, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, I was gonna go Higby. Uh, but like I said, the more I looked into it, the more I was kind of like, well, Reynolds really has been a favorite target of golf. So I'm going to continue leaning into that. I took woods and Reynolds uh, to try to uh, play. That's my bring it back, I guess in the showdown. So Reynolds 6,800 again, getting a lot of targets lately. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, although uh, I went Reynolds and cup, but yeah, give me Josh Reynolds just way too many targets to ignore, especially recently. I mean, last game, 10 targets, eight yeah. catches. It, it's nothing fancy, but even really where he's like kind of slacked is only two touchdowns, which um, maybe, maybe breaks out there, but feels like the guy to bring it back with there. So yeah, Josh Reynolds and uh cup are my two Rams and then Godwin Brait, Brady and Antonio Brown going the other way for Tampa Bray. Oh man, Thanksgiving week, Ryan. Already here. We're going to be doing a college football pod with our boy Colby Dant. And then uh, NFL Megapod. Going to try and combine all the uh, DFS and the Picks podcast into one mega podcast this week. Should be a, should be a grand old time. Lo- I love the Thanksgiving Megapod, Sean. We get to talk about Thanksgiving Day contests. Uh, I get to make a bunch of wagers and then I just disappear into the uh, ether for three days and come back with a new, uh, a new, <laughs> I, I'm calling, I'm going on a vision quest and I'm, we're going to solve this mediocrity. Yeah. I mean, we started Except for the hot. dogs. I'm sorry. The dogs I'm hot right now. I'm super hot on the dogs. <laughs> my, my uh, overall lock record still pretty strong. Not as strong as it was the uh, previous week, right? But you know, still pretty, <laughs> still sitting pretty strong. Dogs slacking a little bit. Teases. Oh man, I had a run where I had four teases in a row. It's funny. We're on the exact same tease schedule. Much like women when they sync up their menstrual cycle, we're synced up on our on our uh, tease schedule. 
Still hitting teas is fifty six percent. Although we've been cold, teas is own for circuit contests. We need Tampa Bay to make it a respectable two and three. But uh, yeah, just it. been past couple of weeks. We've just hit a wall here with the contest picks overall floating around mediocrity. But uh, I do have a winning week at least guaranteed uh, going into Monday night. So that feels good. Congratulations, Sean. Thank you, Ryan. And I did beat you, so that feels good. Yeah, you and got off the Schneid. All, all owing uh, to the fact that I picked the Eagles uh, to lose instead of uh, <laughs> instead of the Browns. That so Ryan, the, that was the difference. Just realize realize <laughs> the Eagles suck. The Giants suck slightly less still somehow. And uh, we'll be back college NFL Megapod this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for spreading the word. March Monday tomorrow. Make sure you get those reviews in so you have a chance to win. Uh, for the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, second the Monday Green, and he is Ryan. Uh, worst of luck to the rest of the NFC East. Kramer, let it ride. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.